welcome to Panda Strong Podcast. We interview Canada's top strength athletes that are amateur to pro, and we do this to empower women to train and compete for strength sports in Canada. My name is Stephanie, and I'm the owner of Destiny Dance Studio and Production. I'm also the artistic director of Defy Inc., Manitoba's first and only nonprofit dance company for persons with disabilities. I am currently a certified group fitness instructor, as well as the third in Manitoba Strongman and Scottish Highland Heavy Games athlete. You can follow me on YT and IG. Just look up Zook Stephanie or Fantastic the Dancer. So today's episode is all about keeping your New Year's resolutions. Oh my gosh, guys, it's February. I know it's starting to wear off. So our guest today, not only is she the queen of reinventing herself in anything strength sport related, but she is pure fire and absolute strength. So welcome to our show, Alyssa, Alyssa Anderson. And what's your IG, girl? Um, at Dr. Scoopy, DR, all, all lower cases, Dr. Scoopy. So, so why Dr. Scoopy, by the way? I would like, so my, my mom's from Australia and all, all her families, whatnot. And so Aussies always have nicknames. And so like, if you're, everybody has a nickname, like everyone in my house did. And if you call called by a real name, you're in like trouble. So like growing up, I never like just, and it was so weird going to school because they would call your, your name and you just wouldn't answer. You just walk away. <laughs> and then you always get in trouble for that. And you'd be like, what? And then like, even to this day, I answer to that. Scoopy way better than I do my own name. It's just ingrained for me. And like I was, I give that, I was given that name at like birth. I have no what idea why. Well, so originally, well, no, originally it was like my grandma, it was scoop to floss, and then it turned to flossy, and then it turned into scoop, and then scoopy. I don't know. Aussies are weird. It sounds like an epic rack uh rap name for like some kind of wigger, and it sounds like a really good t-shirt expression as well. And it makes mm-hmm. me think of like you're the doctor of protein shakes and like yeah. more protein shake formulas. You're like Doctor Scoop, you right? Oh, I didn't even think of that. I'm never gonna not think about Scoop that now. <laughs> hey, bro, you want a scoop, Doctor Scoopy? Well, so some I people too, they're like, assume that I'm like, dot. They're like, oh, are you like an actual doctor? Is it like a doctor deadlift type thing? I'm like, no, no, I have a medical degree. They're like, really? And I'm like, ouch. Of course I do. That's me. <laughs> what? what do you mean? Don't you just like lift weights and stuff? <laughs> After like, I save the puppies. <laughs> call yourself dead lifter. Puppies. Oh my gosh. I'm a horrible human. If I go out in public and there's puppies, I just get to my knees. I'm like, a puppy. You know what I mean? And these poor people are like, can you get on my chihuahua's face? You psycho. The poor people are like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and so it's like little people for some reason. And the dogs are like, hey, oh, hey, you. Hey, lady. Oh. And I'm like, oh. And we meet. Our eyes meet across the park. And we just start running towards each other. And then I don't know when to stop. I'm like, I love you. I love you. And they're like, you know, on the back with their belly out. I'm like, yeah. Smack their belly. And I'm like, oh, it was nice to meet you, my neighbor. You know? <laughs> So, like I have I have mental conversations with myself as I'm walking down the street you know like 
get popping. I'm like, don't look, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't, don't, do do it. don't embarrass your kid today. Come on, focus, focus. Puppies suck. And that's uh, how I get through life. Um, <laughs> so if I ever become some rich lady, I won't be a cat. I'll have like 50,000 dogs. Like the yeah. movie 100 Dalmatians when there's castle. So, so you're Australian. My, yeah, my mom's Australian. Yeah, I have dual citizenship. Oh. Yeah. What? Ooh, Aussie guys are so hot. Oh my god. Oh, no, they're not. They're just on TV. Well, no, they're just I guess they're known for being chauvinists. Oh. That's, that's why mom married a Canadian. <laughs> I shouldn't say they are now. That was the perception back then. Everybody calm down. <laughs> no, it's triggered. Um, so anyway. <laughs> so thank you, you guys, for listening into our podcast today. Um, please stay tuned to the end because we have exciting news and you're going to uh, learn Alyssa's real life story of how she entered into many strength sports. So yeah, thanks again for being on the show today. And um, so anyways, let me tell you about Alyssa for those who don't know how fabulous she is. Uh, let's make a summary and then I'm going to brag about all her accomplishments and I won't even have time to do all of them because she's that amazing. So, um, yeah, she's like a five times Alberta middleweight strongest woman. Um, she also does powerlifting, wrestling, mass wrestling, um, and grip sport, which is crazy. Um, and she, at one point did a question rising and she was mm -hmm. very fancy and little on the horse that she jumped across the field with things but uh right now she just kicks ass and takes names and some of her accomplishments include uh five time alberta middle strongest woman kind of thing and she did that always from two, 2016 to 2020 i need my glasses um <laughs> then she also uh was 2018 second strongest lightweight woman in the world 2019 she was uh fifth at arnold strongman amateur as middleweight and uh, yeah, so 2020, which is most recently, XPC Arnold 21 deadlift salute winner overall with a 565 pound deadlift, which is crazy to me because that's like lifting me twice. That's insane. Like, I just want to come over and be like, can you just like lift me for a bit? It's like therapy. Anytime. It might ruin my relationship with my husband. Like, you can't even lift me, you know? I'm horrible. I'm sorry. I made you like my um, boyfriend. I'm like, Ryan, next time I see you, please lift me. <laughs> you raise it's so me funny because like all my friends, I just I'm like, can I lift you? I just need someone new. And then like my friends just carry them around and they like they're like, my boyfriend can't even lift me. Tell me your boyfriend's a bitch. Tell him to come to the gym and lift weights. I'm like, don't worry, if he ever breaks up with you, I got you. We will be your um, you know, straight husband. It's all good. Don't worry. Do you want me to carry you? Do you need do you need to carry today? <laughs> you know, um, so in powerlifting, and I, I won't say it all because too much to say. So yeah, it's too much. No one cares. Two, <laughs> hey, <laughs> better care for it. Oh, smack your ass. 2020, um, shell shock, first in women's total and women's wilks. Uh, she was first in weight class, total 537.5 wilks. Four, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this up, but that's okay. 490.9 BW 80.26 squat. 435.4 bench 242.5 deadlift 507 507.06 i don't know how you do that like that's insane i'll be sitting here being like oh, i have 150 bench press the strongest woman in the world and then they're like yeah bitch that's one third of me and i'm like you know, <laughs> just throw my straps like quit um and then uh 
she won the North American Mass Wrestling Championship overall in her weight class lightweight. By the way, she doesn't look like a lightweight. Go fudge. Joking. I'm no longer a lightweight. I'm a big bitch now. <laughs> Let's be clear. She's a big bitch. Um, <laughs> I love that. Big bitch. Um, so anyways, um, Griff Ford, um, Spring Clench 2019 Women's Open winner. Oh, my God. And yeah, so she was originally a bodybuilder. So she went from the bottom to the top. Um, yeah, so I want to know that mm -hmm. you, like I said, you went from equestrian riding and, and hunting. Yeah. I think you still do that, which is badass. You gotta teach me. Yeah. Um, I'll be a grasshopper. And, and now she does all this hardcore stuff. So I just right. feel like equestrian is so like lightweight and, and, you know, like you think of like a little disc jockey and polite right. English words and hair in a ponytail and oh, not yeah. sweetie and a tight jacket. So like that's quite the difference. So explain that to me, like well, how you went from that to that. What happened? Did a man traumatize you in your life? No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not entirely sure how any of this happened, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. Like, but I don't know. I, I love I love horses. Um, I'm still obsessed with them. Um, I just started riding at a young age. At nine, I got my first horse. I had four at one point. Now I just have one. I don't know. We just that's what I love to do. I I no longer um, do it competitively just because because of that reason. The it's uh, it's expensive. Um, yeah. But the, the community is different. They're fantastic people. It's just not my scene anymore. Like, for instance, I had one, the last, one of the last shows I did, um, I I had the cheapest horse there. My horses were $200 and there was, of course, like $10,000, $50,000 horses there. So I would just, I, I trained him from the minute he was born, you know, I was there all the way until the, that show. We run, won two Grand Prix. Uh, and the jumpers and then there was one class I didn't know what it was but I'm like I'll sign up for it whatever it's money involved and it ended up being um, more of a equitation class so again you're judged on what you look like not if you go who's the fastest and who jumps the most so I won that class as far as I jumped the fastest uh, and was clear my round but I didn't win because I had mud on my boots and I didn't have the fancy basically in jumpers all you have to do is wear a collared shirt so i had a just a simple collared shirt i was a university student i didn't want money uh, i my boyfriend and i came in on like this weird trailer thing so we looked like trailer trash walking in and i just won all these grand prix so then she in in front in front of everyone she said basically like this girl would have won but there's mud on her boots and this doesn't look good and that doesn't look good and had she had any respect and like completely in front of everyone and i was like bitch i won like my horse beat your $50,000 horses, your $100,000 horses, my $200 horse from the sticks. And I came in and like won it all. So I was like, whatever, take it. But after that, I was like, I'm not really sure this is for me anymore. Like, like well, I'm, this isn't some play I need to be involved in, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, like when I was a kid, I did like brow riding and I, my parents can afford like, you know, I always wanted raving horses right. and I like the shirt horses are just so beautiful. It's not because they cost money. They're just such beautiful breeds. Uh, mm -hmm. but anyway same thing like as you is like you know except for my dance background and stuff like that it's so it, it people always say it's not like that I'm like yeah it's not like that now it's like, like 20 years ago yes it was like that and that was always the comment I got too like you know you're the best you're so talented you're some gentle but you know if you looked a certain way or you dress right. a certain way. and then that just turned me off and I was like screw it like I'm not an elitist in that sense like I like to right. you know be the top for my ability but I'm not going to sit there and uh judge people put them down and that stuff I just don't care like I like to look and I don't care that much and yeah it's a superficiality and that's why I think I never got into question myself because I knew I wasn't that type 
and right. you're right and the cost like you said involved and stuff like that but um i mean people think it's not hard they're like <laughs> question you're someone else like do you know how much physical strength it takes to bounce first? like i got into ball team and yeah. it's, it's hard man like i because so i did hard. gymnastics and i'm i'm physically have that natural strength ability but holy shit and that's how i really fucked up my leg um was like falling off the horse but um yeah it's it's i have so much respect for that because it takes a long time to build a relationship with the horse never mind you know train it and from a young age and then for you to do that and get, get to that high of a level um that just shows like once again a lot of people think you know you have to have I'm not gonna say any specific names but you have to have like certain you know high level um knee wraps or these knee wraps yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like they can be only made out of so many materials right like at the end of the right. day it's they're all kind of relatively the same quality it's just the fits might be different or whatever you know the the side of the the design but you know what i mean like at the end of the day it's like what you bring to the table right those right. are like said just the superficial excuses it's like no you brought your a game and that's why you won so right. um do you miss it though i mean do you miss being a part yeah, of that of course i do yeah i do yeah. i really much do yeah and the, the thing is is that it, i can't go back to it now i'm too big um i mean I, I can ride my one gelding it's fine but to be competitive and i don't know and the, the problem is too is i don't have a place to keep him down here so it's just it's just not going to work right now i mean but yeah of course i miss it i love it i really do yeah but it, life, I, life goes on yeah i mean like that's my dream you know i want to have um, a house with a few horses so i like, teach my kids how to ride and oh yeah and archery and all the things i grew up doing on the farm like riflery you know it's been a while yeah. but I might, I might miss the can if you might have to run away. May might be with that. But, but I mean, like, I love to shoot the shit out of things. I love to dread my brother. I was like, you better run, bitch. I will get you. You know, <laughs> such an asshole. Um, so it's fun. And especially like, you know, you watch Western movies when you're a kid and you see mm -hmm. people like, you know, like archery or like rifle on a horse and they're like, <gasps> like actually, there's so a whole sport crazy. called cowboy mounted shooting that I was involved what? with for a few years. Yeah, so you we shoot uh, blanks from pistols, shotguns, and rifles, and you have to go shoot balloons with them. So uh, I didn't actually compete in it, So, but I trained, uh, so my ex-fiance, I trained his horses to be, uh, you know, able to be shot off of, um, because that's mostly what I did as a kid, is like, to get through university, I just trained horses. But um, yeah, I just, I trained all his horses to be shot off of and whatnot. And then wow. he would go compete with them. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's actually pretty nifty. When I come out there, I'm telling you, like, we're going to go find a horse. <laughs> we're going to get into some shenanigans, man. You know what I really wanted to do was like jousting. Cause I was like, oh, I get to oh, push God. people. Like, I just like being that asshole. Like I used to win Monopoly and I'd like, Pinnacles, all my cousins are like, yeah, bitch, I took your house and your church. Oh, I took everything, you know? Jealousy is so bad because you're like, boom, bitch. And that person just like goes flying. You know what I mean? Um, but then my husband's like, you're not allowed to have kids. And I'm like, why? He's like, because you could get stabbed in the neck. And I'm yeah, like, I was just going to say it's a little too dangerous yeah. for me. <laughs> it's really, yeah. That's the only part is the, the stabbing in the neck, you know? But yeah, way, that's it. fun, you know? <laughs> Oh well, I was just like go up to like the vent house. We have a good time today. Just little less stabbing in the neck. <laughs> little less. Look at this. This is the money maker. Just no here, okay? Just down here. <laughs> I don't need my ovaries. I have to get um. So anyways, um, so tell us about your mass uh, wrestling career, which actually I didn't even know what that was until I interviewed Bailey, and yeah. I was like, Bailey, I'm gonna come out there. I'm gonna tug a warrior ass, man. I don't care. I'll get on you. I'll sing your face. I'm not going to give you that stick. It's mine. Mine, ho. Oh but God. I really want to. Just kidding, Bailey. I love you. I would never do that. 
Um, so, but yeah, <laughs> well, tell me, tell me what got you into powerlifting and wrestling in what order. And I mean, yeah, okay. is it just, yeah, go. So I went into, so I was, I was always big with sports in, in high school and whatnot. Everyone always starts there and I, it bothers me that they start there. So it's kind of strange that I started there, but that's beside the point. Anyway, so we all like sports and then I go into university and I go into pre, like into pre-vet and then into vet school and there's just no time for actual organized sports. So I was a runner. So I thought, well, I'll just start, you know, training for marathons instead, right? I need something to do. And so I, that was a terrible idea because that took hours upon hours of the day that I did not have in vet school. And so then, um, then I started weight training for whatever reason. Well, I mean, I, I started weight training for a little bit with, um, at university. And then I decided that, well, my, my ex-fiance and I, we used to drink quite a bit. And then um, he called me fat one day. And then I thought, oh, shit, oh. You know, maybe I am getting fat, right? It was a bad relationship. That's beside the point. Anyway, so then I, I found where this. Um, where are you at? I'm going to smack him around for you. Give me a Yeah, I know. Me. He's an awful human. No, he's awful human. Anyway, so we were on face. I was on Facebook, and then I saw this bodybuilding.com article about like this girl who was quite overweight, and she went to like stage amazing. And I thought, well, if she can do it, I can do it. And then maybe I'm just not, you know, maybe it's not that I'm not trying hard enough. Maybe it's just because like I don't have a goal. And so, and so then I started getting to lifting, and then I started to, I started to really enjoy the the, the progressive part of it. You know, where like, oh, this week I have five pound dumbbells. Oh, you know, this week I have 10 pound dumbbells. I started to really love the process. Um, and then, yeah, it just turned into kind of an obsession for me after that. It was more like I enjoy what my body can do. I'm enjoying training. I love this. And it, and it really stopped being about losing weight. It stopped about, about being about that. And it turned into something well, I kind of ran away with it. And of course he hated it. He didn't want me to do it. He hated it. He hated it that I was going to go on stage. He hated all of it. And, and then, uh, it blew up in my face and then I was just like well I don't really have anything else to do now that he's not here so I'm just going to continue on with it and then and I just I loved it I, I started to I turned into a different human I love I love myself now I love what I do um I don't care what other people think I don't care you know what I mean like the minute he called me fat I should have been like go away but instead I was like oh my goodness like that's that's how I value myself and yeah I'll be less and I'll try and figure any way I can to do it and then I'm not that person anymore. I just, I love training. I love, I'm in, and even right now I'm trying to gain a bit more weight. Um, I'm not filling up my weight class like I should. And so at this point, I'm just like, I don't care if, if it's fat that I gain, I just want to get the, the numbers on the scale for me to be able to perform better. So it's yeah. just, it became so much less about what I look like and so much less about making myself less. And it turned into me becoming a hundred percent, a different person. And I'm definitely not who I used to be back then at all. I can relate to a lot of things you said um, in many ways. Like um, I've talked about before, is like I've I've had body dysmorphia since I was like eight, mm -hmm. and I wasn't like I wasn't heavy when I started that. It was just because you know I got called that, um, and that's the start of another day. But anyways, um, you know that really affected me. And when I was uh, like, I want to talk to you about your bodybuilding too. But when I was a bodybuilder, like that just aggravated it. You know, it mm -hmm. really did. I mean, taught, taught me a lot of healthy habits, but I mean, mm -hmm. it wasn't that I was, I wasn't already an active person. I mean, you're lucky for sure. Like so when I was a kid, I, I like, I saw wrestling, but it was just where I lived. There was just for boys. So I couldn't do it, even though I wanted to. Um, right. I grew up watching, you know, like 90s wrestling. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I want to do that. I want to smash some chairs. We're all going to do chairs. You know, so guys, I'll, I'll resist. Um, <laughs> that's for another episode uh, but anyways uh like same thing um with it you know i was able to just focus on that and i like that's why i always try to encourage women to lift because most of the women i meet before they lift even if they're super fit 
super active, sexy as hell. They don't even realize how gorgeous they are. They all, every woman thinks she's fat. And it's like yeah. you said, and I, you know, you can't, you can't perform if you don't eat. Right. And, and at the end of the day, if you're not healthy, you won't be able to perform. So it's like, right. Right? you don't really have to worry about unless you're weighing in. Um, so I felt it was really freeing for me. Like for the same thing, it's like when I went back to dance, especially after having kids, like I was just like, oh, like I just really struggled accepting my body and having to move in my body. because I couldn't move as fast. I couldn't have the same cardio, right? My body was like, I was, I just couldn't kids change your body um and so with strong men it didn't matter right like lifting all those changes actually worked you know in my advantage um so yeah it's like you said like the confidence and everything changed in me and, and i really don't think anything else would give that to me and like you no, said, I, I, don't, I, I look i look at like old pictures of myself in videos and i'm like i don't know who that person is like i do but i can't emotionally mentally connect with that person i'm not even yeah, the same you know you see people from your past and you're like you like remember like old habits or ways you thought or things you're like oh right like you'd never do that now I just exactly. think I don't think there's anything else as transformational as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. For women. Absolutely. Anyway. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So with the bodybuilding, like you didn't, you, how long do you bodybuilding again? How many? Not uh, very long. One year, two years, something like that. Yeah. Two, two, I think it was three years. Yeah. I started, I started training. I, like I never weight trained before. I'm like, I'm going to get on stage. Cause you know, that's, I, there's no information. Like there's very little information back, back you know, quite a few, not even long ago. Now there's like coaches everywhere. You can find what you need. But back then, like I couldn't, I tried to get into powerlifting back when I tried to get into strongman. So I did, I did the bodybuilding first and then I tried to get into powerlifting. I couldn't get in powerlifting because I couldn't find a coach to coach me. I finally found somebody in Edmonton and I drove two hours to go see them and they just stood me up. So then I drove two hours back because and that ha and so and there were some coaches that are like no I'm sorry like you're not for me and I'm like is it because I'm a woman cool so I just I gave up on power but uh, um, uh, powerlifting I'm like okay the sport's not for me I can't find anything I can't find any contacts clearly the the community's hidden and just so I I that's why I went to strongman is because I could do a strongman comp without having a coach and the reason I say that is because strongman when you go there they'll tell you all the rules immediately these are the rules this is what we're doing this is how you yeah. do it. And I just jumped in without knowing how to do log. My first show, I did 500 pound yoke. I'm like, cool, we'll just do this. And everybody was super supportive and helpful and, and great. Whereas powerlifting, my first ever full power meet was the, in 2000, well, in just you know a few months ago at Shellshock. I, uh, I got kicked off the platform for my first squat because I didn't know the rule that your socks can't touch your apps. And that's no one's fault but mine. But the thing is, is that's why I didn't want to get into powerlifting without a coach is because if you don't follow the rules, they don't let you lift. Whereas in strongman, it's just like, oh, don't do that. Here, take that off. Go, go lift, right? Yeah, yeah. So I could yeah, get, yeah. I could do strongman, but I couldn't do powerlifting without someone telling me like, hey, your socks can't touch your wraps. And even after training for powerlifting and being in this, uh, in strongman for what six years now, I still got kicked off the platform. I'm like, y'all need to get your crap together because I don't know what the hell the rules are. And I read the rules. Um, clearly, yeah. there's just too well, many I'm, of them. I, I, that I, I, I know I shouldn't say this, but. I 1000% am on the same page and I yeah. don't hate powerlifting. I respect no, I don't. I love powerlifters. It's, I just feel like as people are always bugging me and I was looking into it and I was actually looking to be in ref too. But the thing is, is with my learning disabilities, I'm going to guarantee I'm going to screw up on the rules. And, yeah. and personally, I don't feel like being shit kicked for it. Like, and also I like, I have an interesting body type. I'm very tall and very curvy, and it's hard for me to find things that fit me properly anyways. 
So if I have right. to buy like really specific equipment and it's hard and it's really expensive, like for me, I'm just not motivated in that sense because I'm a mom, a lot of budget sort of. Um, and so, you know, and then if they change all the time, then I get stuck with all this gear. So I just, it's, and I don't, because I'm a heavyweight, I don't think there's a lot of, there's not a lot of people I could sell it to locally, right? So I'm just kind right. of like, well, I don't want to be stuck with a bunch of shit. Um, and then when I was looking for stuff, everything was sold out. I was going to compete and everything was sold out. And I was like, okay, maybe it's a sign. Um, but uh, like with strongman too, like I've, I've seen that disorganization that I get frustrated because I've literally seen comps where they change the rules like a bunch of times, like before the comp happens. Happens. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. The event will be and how much will the like the rules and then how much the weight will be. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to train for this. And um, so like I like I, I'm drawn to the consistency and the rules of the palace. I just feel like it's too much for me to remember. And then also with my disability, it's like hard for me to lift things straight with perfect form. And with strongman, I can get away with that as long as I get it sure. up. So as a disabled athlete, yeah. I mean, I haven't explored like powerlifting in terms of Paralympia. So I mean, it's probably is welcoming. That's what I'm saying. I haven't closed that door. I haven't completely, you know, boom. But I just, I, I have a, this crazy intense, passionate drive for strongman. I don't think it'll ever right. go away. So it's 100%. like... That's where my head's going, so I can relate. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, like, you're like Bailey, like, she had to drive really far to make it happen. Actually, a similar experience to you, too, is, like, I went to met, meet someone who said they would help me out in powerlifting, and then they forgot. And I was, like, at the gym waiting for them for, like, two hours. And I was, like, I have kids, yeah. man. Like, I got to get home. Um, and then something else, uh, something else you said too, I had some experience. So yeah, I understand, you know, it's like, it was really tough. And that's why I have so much respect for you and people who trailblaze and who are still here, still kicking ass and taking names because it was not handed to you. Like you really it had to like even... work for well, it. Like, I mean, yeah. Even the gyms, like I was, I lived in St. Paul. And so I would drive two hours to Lloyd because there was a strongman gym there. I'd drive two hours to Edmonton, like every weekend. I would drive two hours to go train the strongman equipment because I didn't have the local gym. And even now, like I'll train here, but I drive to Calgary every weekend because there's there's a strongman gym there. So I'm still traveling. Like, you know, it's it's strongman unless you own all of your equipment, which I do. I own all my own equipment, but right now I don't have a place to yeah. put it. So then I still have to go travel where we can we can find it. So my all my equipment's in Calgary because I have a place to put it there. And I have oh. some equipment here. So it's like in, unless you're like there's strong as far as strongman gym gyms goes, there's Fort Mac there's there's uh calgary uh, sometimes there's one in edmonton but those are really your strong engines unless you own everything so you're going to be traveling oh totally i mean like that's why with me at my base and powerlifting setup slash bodybuilding and then in the summer um i'm building all my, most of my own equipment i mean i can't weld right. but i'm going to make everything else you know hack it um out right. of wood and we can make a lot out of wood um and cement and you know that kind of stuff sound make so i'm gonna make most of my stuff for like the strongman i made my highland games equipment because once again i couldn't find it i just right. looked at the wise but like you said it's not everyone has that capability or like finance in their space so i mean that is the challenge to it but i i feel like there's there's resources there now i feel like there's enough women that if you really are hungry for it and you really like search and you put that call out you know women will step up and like support you i think that's oh, the biggest 100%. thing women need to just believe that that's a possibility you know that the support's there because i mean we're not used to that right we're not used to uh showing up to a sport and something like hey you got this you know and, and pouring out tools right. to you so i think that's a good thing for women to know is uh if you show up like people will come around you and that was that that's what surprised me the most so um what i was curious about because you do so many sports how mm -hmm. do you manage to balance all the like all the different types of training 
Um, I was just wondering if it's interchangeable, yeah. if you kind of walk me through what your training schedule looks like and the type of movements you do. People used to have barbells. I'm like, well, I know that to be a bit more specific. Um, so yeah, like, how do you do that? Well, honestly, like, I don't, I think the only reason my goal was always to do one powerlifting comp. And other than that, it really didn't matter to me because in my opinion, my humble opinion, you, you got to train for one thing and be really good at it. So for me, my primary training is strongman and that's what I trained for. And then because there was no strongman comps, I'm like, well, I'm just going to YOLO powerlifting comp. And that's really what it was. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> no, learn how to bench. And like my bench form is not great at all. And my squat was like, whatever, let's put some wraps on. Oh crap. I don't know how to use these. Like um, I fell yeah. over once in the squat. Like it really was just like, let's just get here. Like, and, and as far as I'm concerned, I didn't hit the numbers I wanted to. I wasn't really all that happy with it, but whatever. I mean, with COVID, it was something to train for. But, in, and I've had the conversations last year and this year, what the heck do I train for? You know, nothing's going on. If I don't have a goal, I get pretty disinterested pretty quickly. Like, is there going to be powerlifting open? Because I, I don't train for both powerlifting and strongman. And I know a lot of people do, but for me, um, with the amount of times we squat in strongman, like I can just YOLO that and fine, right? Um, but I, I train my deadlift, oh, yeah. my deadlift is in primary. So and I don't train deadlift and squat unless I do it as an accessory movement. Like my front squat will be an accessory movement, but my squats taken out. Cause I just, like I'm deadlifting twice a week. You know, I'm doing overhead twice a week, like trying to manage that. I just, you don't, you can't train for everything. And, and, no. Yeah. No. and so I mean, if you're doing yoke and then you're doing stone, you're doing these sorts of things and why the heck am I doing a squat? So, and I don't bench, exactly. I don't bench at all. And my bench sucks. It does. But I don't bench because it's like, why? I got to do my overhead. I got to do circus dumbbell. I got to do all this stuff. Then why am I benching? It's not going to be in my sport. So I just mostly train. And honestly, before COVID, it was really just you you train from comp to comp to comp because I never had an off season. So now now I have some personal goals that I'm kind of like, I want to hit these numbers. These are the personal things I want to hit now because I don't think anything's opening up this year um, at all. I think we're going to close down. I was going to say too. So like, um, I did find a coach and actually she's going to, I'm going to be interviewing her on the show. She's amazing. She's like a national referee for powerlifting. She's a really nice person. Um, I really like her. She's really cool. And she's the shit. She knows what she's doing. And, uh, um, Janet. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So basically I got knocked up. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do nationals. It's strong, man. You can't really have seen. And I was like, I was, I was good. My bench was weak because I wasn't training that. But it's like you said, I was training strongman equipment. So I did like, I basically started out with like, when I, after I had my first son, he's like, just turned four. I just did like nothing but, um, you know, Pilates, yoga, just dance movements, just to rehabilitate my body for a solid year and a half. And I was bodybuilding for a year. And then I was like, uh, training more for Highland Games. And then I started to just do more heavy compound lifts, kind of like crossfit stuff, you know, um, at the commercial gym. And then I joined, you know, lifting gym and got started to just train just with strongman equipment. And then same as you, I was like, well, there's only at the time, I was like, well, there's only going to be maybe one or two of these a year. Well, what am I going to do the rest of the year? I'm like you, I need a goal. I need that carrot or I'm just, I get really lazy. Like I'm either full on or I sleep. That's why I say I'm a pen, okay? I'm either going to maul you or I'm going to take a nap. So I was like, hey, power lifting. Um, and uh, then I got pregnant and then COVID locked down with everything. But like with what I was going to say too, with like deadlifting and, and a lot of the stuff that we do with strongman is grip, right? Especially when we talk about yeah. Alice That's probably why it's really easy for you. To, I think anyone should do as a default, like grip, um, grip sort of mass wrestling. Like what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Because I don't feel like it's that much harder. Like, I don't know, like, like, because I don't do it right now. Um, yeah. you know, like, do you have to add any other workouts or things? Or is it just, you just go for yes. it? Yes. No, like I, I, 
purposely try and, and go to grip competitions because I probably wouldn't train grip as aggressively without it. So then what I do is I add in <clears throat> actual grip days where I'm just, well, not just training grip, but I'm training grip actively in those because my deadlift days are not my grip days. But my deadlift days are for deadlifts and activating the right muscles. And if it's for reps, then I'm using my my figure eights. I'm doing those sorts of things. And then I train grip otherwise. Like I'm not I'm not messed around with, you know, trying to, I don't do mixed grip unless I'm going to be powerlifting. It's it's worthless. It's just going to tear my bicep. It makes me hurt. So I, I with grip, I purposely do it so that it, it helps my strong man. The other two sports, I just like from the moss wrestling, I was kind of voluntold like, hey, this is happening. You're coming. And I'm like, OK. And so then I kind of just showed up and, and it happened. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like uh, you get all girly because it's like sort of showed up and okay <laughs> <laughs> and then like I remember like my first uh match was with the girl from like Russia who came over and uh I was just like I don't know what I'm doing and she's like oh be no nice and try to help me put your feet here it's fine and then do we pull it and I'm like like this and I like pulled it out of her hands and she's like <clears throat> and I was like and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. And she's just like, she's trying to be like, oh, this girl doesn't know what she's doing. Oh, silly thing. <laughs> and then I pull out of her hand. She's like, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> anyway, but I, I I think the only reason like mass wrestling went so well is because of my deadlift. But um, I mean, I enjoy it. The problem is that mass wrestling overlaps with strongman so much is that you really have to pick like, a, a, a number one, right? So strongman comes first. That's what I'm, I train for. And so mass wrestling is fine. Um, it's nifty, but um. I mean, it just interferes with strongman too much, really. Yeah, because, I mean, the problem with it is, like, it's exhaustion, right? People are saying, right. like, strongman is very exhaustive, like you said, on your shoulders yeah. and just certain key muscles and your grip. And if you fuck around grip, which, see, I didn't know from my first competition because you learned this shit, right? Um, mm -hmm. I just, I kept failing, and I could have won. And I, like, my grip just kept failing. I'm like, fuck. I just could not with the farmer's care, like, every 30 seconds, and you weren't allowed lifting straps I'm like fuck and also right. i would say like i have little fucking hands like i do like i have if you look at the size of my wrists and my arms like i have little hands right. and little feet so it's like it's already hard enough for me with an axle just to get like a proper right. grip without straps so it's like if i'm having to touch atlas stones and all that stuff it's like yeah it's, it's not gonna happen and that's that's why it's like because people will always say right it's like oh you, you could do this you could do that and they don't understand like you said it. you you want to excel but you have excelled in all of them at the same time so I mean, I don't know. Like, what's your secret? What are your hats, girl? What do you do? There is none. I just honestly, like, even, like, I don't know. Just, I got voluntold. I showed up. What went, went well. I got lucky. And I'm just, I mean, they, I mean they, they all kind of complement each other, right? So, moss wrestling is basically a deadlift. I'm very good at deadlifts. My powerlifting deadlift is not very good because I hitched, but whatever. It's still a deadlift. I don't know. It's all, it's all similar, but not the same. It's just the problem is that if you want to be, the best in the world at something you have to overly specialize you know and you yeah. do have to pick and choose what comps you go to because in 2019 i did too many comps i went to worlds and i tore my tricep off i mean i'm not going to say oh. i was surprised definitely knew it was coming like i was just like because i i did i did every month i i did i was doing a comp but it wasn't a light comp it was like uh, you know in september i was in ontario and then october i was in texas and then december i went to florida and i'm just like not only was i traveling all the place in all bunch of different climates and getting sick and crap but i just i was training too much for and all these shows are super super heavy i just it was inevitable i was just stupid i was like no i can't choose between them so I'll go and then i broke and so so the thing is you have to you have to be choosy about them so for me it's like I'm not going to do a moss wrestling show if I have some important strongman show coming up and I'm definitely not yeah. powerlifting. And the only reason I did the, um, it's sometimes it, the one qualifies you for another. So for instance, the, um, 
USS Cromans Worlds that I did qualified me for the XBC deadlift that was a powerlifting meet. So I'm like, okay, I'll go, whatever. Like, you're gonna give me money? Cool, I'll go. So then I went and 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 it was it was good. It was lots of fun. Then I won and I was like, you know, that's, that's good. But like that one will qualify for another and they're very similar. So, but yeah, it's always, you always have to have that, like, what's your number one? Because yeah. in the end you're going to sacrifice, like I can't train, you know, my three lift powerlifting and have a full powerlifting cycle and do all my strongman stuff that I need to do. Wow. And honestly, wow. like trying to just train strongman and all the equipment and be proficient in all of it is, is yeah. so hard. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. So for me, it's like, I love, like, I love Highland games, like love, right. love, love. And I'm really good at it because I have the mobility of a dancer, which is what you need, right? Because you need that right. that swing, that that large ROM, which a lot right. of lifters don't have because you're shrinking and tightening your muscles. But mm -hmm. once again, that works again with strongman again. Sorry, and I, you know, I had to stop dancing, I stopped doing partner dancing, and that's stuff I really love. And people just come, and then I would regret it because I'd go, and then I'd try to train the next day or days, couple even a couple yeah. days after, and I'd hurt myself. And um, you know, people say, oh, there's no such thing as too much competitions. And I'm like, yes, there is. And you have yeah. to be mindful of, um, are you lifting similar events with time to deload in between and play with mm -hmm. the equipment and, you know, that rest recovery type thing. And it's like, if you're just getting choked, your mind, it's fine. But, and you may not be like injured. You may be like one of those people who are just lucky or you're doing all the right things. But I feel like, like, just like you, it's like, it's okay to have those other things. You may be dabbling a bit, but you definitely have to specialize. And I feel like if you were yeah. like to put the tier of, which sport you have to be really specific in like you said it's, it's strong man like it's not it's so all-inclusive that you it's people are like oh well you go for powerlifting I'm like yeah but powerlifting is like the same three movements though right like that's why you can push like i feel like more competitions together a lot of times when i was looking at powerlifting competitions too it's like the dates were too close to a strongman thing and i'm like two three weeks in between and i was like oh, yeah, yeah that's a good idea that's like way too close um right. I, I think so i was just curious like do you do five days a week? Do you do like a few hours? Do you just do like heavy set days? Like, you know, say like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, yeah. like your own set. like more in that angle. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm driving my boyfriend crazy. Cause he always asks me like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, well, what, what are you doing next week? I don't know. Cause it's like, I go to the, and, and, and like people kind of give me shit for it, but I go to the gym and like for today, for instance, I knew I'm going to do overhead. I have a, a rough plan in my head, but it just depends on how I feel and what I do. So yeah. like if I go to the gym, and I'm doing log and like 180 pounds feels really heavy, then I'm just going to do some volume work at 160, 140, or maybe I do some form work, or maybe I'm going for a big lift and I've been stuck at this number for a while. And then I figure out that my form's not great. And then I do three hour form session. So it, and it just depends. I honestly get to the gym and then I kind of make it up as I go along. And I know that sounds weird and awful, but it's just sometimes if I go through my log and I, I go through the, you know, and I feel myself every time I'm, I'm, I'm training, I always feel myself because I, I coach myself, I program for myself, you know, so yeah. me filming is my second set of eyes. So I'll look yeah. at the log and I'll be like, oh goodness, like this is what's weak or that's what's weak. You know, we're going to fix this on form and that on form. And I can do that real time in that, in, in that training session. So I'll, I'll fix my form. I'll do those sorts of things. But I may be, be like, oh, this is really weak. So let's add in front squats. We're going to do the, those next or do this. I'll, like, I'll have a rough idea. But as far as reps and sets, that's usually just depends on how I feel that day, um, on how many I'm doing. And, and so what that allows me to do is to go as long as possible without deloading, which maybe isn't a good thing, but it, it, it helps me. So for instance, I could go months lifting heavy and then I'll need, you know, you know a, a week of light lifting and then I'll go back to it. I'm not one of those people who programs a deload every four weeks because I don't 
think I need it because with strongman, it's it's so many movements that you're training that I mean, if I'm not very proficient at stones, I'm not going to be able to lift heavy anyway because I'm not proficient at it. And then I go to this event, yeah. which oh goodness, I'm not that proficient at. So my max really isn't that heavy because I'm just not proficient at it. Um, whereas I'm working with my my coach right now on my deadlift because. Um, because I am lifting super heavy and though I am very proficient at that lift. So we're allowed, he's helping me with getting the little things right that I'm just not seeing. Um, but with strongman, like I said, it's just, you're, you're able to do that conjugate style training because there's just so much variety. And I oh, tried yeah, that when 100%. I went to power, Yeah, which I tried that when I went to powerlifting. I thought, oh, how hard this can this be? I'll just train like I usually train. And like the first two weeks, I'm like, this is terrible. I definitely, this is like, I definitely have no idea what I'm doing. I definitely need help. But at that point, I'm like, I'm not going to hire a powerlifting coach for what a few months. I'll just YOLO it as I go into it. But I always told like, if I'm doing powerlifting again, I'm getting someone to help me with form, with programming, yeah. because yeah. it's not the same. Yeah. yeah, totally exact same experience for me. I can like literally word for word um, agree with everything you're saying in terms of like my experience, like, because I do my own programming too. And like I said, I have plans and rough ideas and goals, but like, I just, I like, I literally, in the beginning of my workout, I write down, and then as I'm going through the workout, I'll adapt. I'm like, oh, this is going to be yeah. five by three day. And it's not yeah. me giving up. It's like me just no. really sort of taking care of my body. And then when I'd be like, I was like, when I was like, because uh, I was like, oh, summer's over, so I can't do Highland because we only have, it's winter peg. So we only have yes. Highland and Strongman in the summer. So I was like, okay, it's powerlifting time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start just focusing on this. The same thing, what you said. I was like, oh, shit, because I never needed to deload. I'm a dancer, just Strongman. Yeah. I'm good. And that's when yes. I was like, reached out and I was like, Kate, hey, could you coach me? Like, I was right. like, well, I'll have to get strong. I'm like, I don't have an issue getting strong. I need to, I need to master the shit out of this technique. And you need, right. you need to teach me how to rest and how to do this because I don't get it. Because I, I was like, it's not hard for me with other stuff. So I was like, why is it so hard? Um, so yeah, there's totally, like you said, a very distinct difference. And it's just, it's just variety, right? It's just the overuse yeah. of the same muscles. Because it's like, oh, power lifters, like, why take such a big break in between? Like, just go. <laughs> Um, and it's not to do with cardio. People are saying it's cardio related. It's not. No, it's it's just not. your DNS system. Like you're maxing out your yeah. DNS. You know, you learn that shit real quick when you pull a fucking truck and you like do a yoke walk. That's when you yes. know what a DNS system is. Oh, yeah. Like they just like crawling on the ground. But the funny thing is anybody outside of strongman has no idea what that is. Like I'll tell people like, cause I'll like for me, my muscles don't get sore. I don't get tired. My, my CNS shuts down. Like I've definitely trained myself into a complete and utter depression. Like for me, because it's like, like if my life isn't going well. I go to the gym and I lift heavy and then I get, you know, CNS fatigue and then my life isn't going well and I don't feel well. So that I lift heavy and it's just like perpetual cycle of like, stop. Yeah. right. Yeah. And so then you, you train yourself into depression. You're like, I don't want to eat. I don't want to sleep. I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, everything's just sad and, and whatnot. But the worst part is, is you have no reason for it to be. Like my life is awesome. Everything's great. Everything's fine. And you're just like, I'm sad and I don't know why. And then like, I were working with my coach there and he's just like, um, stop, don't do that. I'm like, okay. I actually once had, so I have a nutrition coach and I have uh, a rebel genetics. And then I also have my deadlift coach, Colin, who I love. Um, at the one point they both band together and like, you're taking a week off. And if you don't take a week off, we're not coaching you anymore and I'm like oh, fine assholes like feel like that yeah I'm like okay like and it's true I don't have any self-control like I did my deadlifts on was that yesterday yeah I did my deadlifts yesterday and I was supposed to do like you know 70 percent and I was like so I sent him my my video I'm like it's too light and he didn't get back to me I'm like that must mean I can go heavier so then I put more on and I'm like too light and I'm like still not getting back to me 
And oh. then like an hour later, I'm like at 500 pounds. And he's like, that is not 70%. What are you doing? I'm like, you didn't answer me. I just assumed you went said go heavier. He's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I have no self-control. And then he gave me the whole dad lecture again. And I'm like, fine. But oh, it's just like, come you're on. Not um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, can you? Oh my God, that Jeff. I'm gonna put that in this video. Um, <laughs> I fucking love Jeff's man. Like literally, I wish that like there was a screen attached to my head, and it never had to fucking speak at all. It'd be just just playing every damn emotion. Like sometimes I get legitimately depressed when I'm editing a video, guys, and I'm like trying to make you laugh, and I'm looking for a very specific type of Jeff, and I can't find anything. I'm like, fine, I'll settle with that one, I guess. Um. So uh, back to the, the, the strength and the leaf scene and the rest scene. So I owned the Panda Nap bitch and the break. So like when I started training for Strongman Highland Games, I was at a commercial gym with like douches, you know, the ones with like no legs and the, the, the um, air tire chest and stuff like that. And they would like creep me and stalk me watching because I was the only lifter there. And uh, I don't know why they have this equipment, like no one uses it. So I was like, it was all new and shit. And, um, you know, guys... <laughs> guys would like just watch me and stuff and they'd like always make comments and they'd be like you haven't been here in like a week I was like yeah I just felt like sleeping um and then and then all of a sudden I'd be there for like five days and at first I felt really shit about it I was like what are you doing you're not gonna be successful in these sports if you don't because that's a bodybuilding mindset right because I was 100%. so used same yeah. with dance it was going like every day twice a day and and I was like if I don't hit if I don't hit those six days a week I'm a loser so right. when I was going like two or three days a week or sometimes once listening to my body or not go for a couple weeks, especially if I was sick, I'd right. around. I like thought I would screen up, but like when I came back, the games, you have to imagine though, because sometimes you lose, but I figured, I figured it out. You know, I figured out how to listen to my body and I would just take breaks and it, and yeah. I was surprised when I wasn't losing a lot of strength. And I was like, I'm obviously building it properly. So there is right. such a thing, like I said, with too much. And I almost feel almost like even though you've gone stronger, it's almost as if you're like, as if muscles were like on a like, you know, you know when you like walk on nails. It's like if there was a muscle and there's a bunch of toothpicks below it, like that's what I'm envisioning. Weird expression. I don't know. Sorry guys. Um, I'm an artist. Um, anyway, so I feel like it's like fake strong. Like those people are strong. But it's like all it takes is for them to not like to take some breaks yeah. and not eat the right things and then it falls apart, right? You ever see yeah. guys like that? Like are yeah. you a bodybuilder and see them like six months later, they look like they lost one third of their body weight. You're like, what the hell did you do? Like you become a vegan. I'm just kidding. Um, right. What's that starvation show? That was like that they have to survive in a jungle. I don't know. I don't want to oh, yeah. what I'm talking about. So so that brings me to my next question. So, like, what gave you the desire to compete in the strongman um, as a lightweight, middleweight, and heavyweight? Um, is that just because you got heavier because you kept eating donuts? I'm just kidding. Because um, yeah. you played second to fifth. Um, so, you know, why didn't you just compete in one respective category, respective weight category? It's a long story, but um, I'll shorten it for you. All so, right. when I started, okay, so the first strongman comp I did, I just finished nationals as a bodybuilder and I was like hundred pounds sopping wet or 150 pounds sopping wet. And uh, that was the middleweight category. So I was like, Bleh, whatever. And then uh, internationally, there's only three weight classes for women. There's under 140, 140, 180, 180 and over. And so I would just cut to 140 because it was closer. But then as I gained more weight, it became harder and harder. And then um, in 2017, I went to worlds and I got 16th. And uh, 
I zeroed the deadlift. And I thought to myself, if I'm going to get anywhere in the sport, I need to learn how to deadlift. Because if I had gotten one rep on the deadlift, I would have been top 10. So I went from a 400-pound deadlift to a 500-pound deadlift in a year because that's was like that's what I needed to do. And then, so I gained a lot of muscle, but then when I went back to Worlds in 2018, um, I was 170 pounds in the summertime and then the comps in December. So I was like, huh, well, this is going to be hard. So then I I lost weight. I went from 170 to 150, which was not easy. And then I cut, I think I got 12 pounds in eight hours for that show. As far as water weight goes, like I water cut the crazy out oh of that. Oh my gosh. Uh, and once you go way in the first time and I missed weight, I don't remember. And then I weighed in again, still don't remember. And then after that, I got like an IV and a bunch of brownies and stuff like that. So I weighed in at 140. 24 hours later, I was 170. Uh, 48 hours, I was 175. And so they're like, oh, like the middleweights are over there. And I'm like, I'm not a middleweight. And they're like, shit. And I'm like, like, you know, like 170 pound uh, lightweight woman. Although to be fair, when I was trying to cut weight for that, like it was bad. Like I got to the point where the last month I was eating like 500 calories a day, you know, like it just, whatever it took, I was just like, oh crap. Like if I don't make weight, I don't go to worlds. Like if you don't make weight, you don't compete. So I just yeah. like, whatever it took, I wasn't healthy, but I'm like, whatever, whatever it takes, let's get down to weight. And then I remember sitting in the bathtub, like trying like if you ever water cut it's it's terrible like I didn't eat for yeah that's why I was like yeah like I didn't eat for five days I had no water uh for nearly 48 hours and I was trying to cut cut weight and I was just it was it was awful and I kept sitting in the tub and all I could think of was like this is fun this is fun this is what you do for fun this is your hobby this is fun and I was just like and like sitting there in the bath for like five hours just like this is fun this is okay and then I start crying and I'm like at least I'm losing more water and it was terrible I remember texting my coach I said never ever let me do this again there's no way I can get down to this weight um so then uh the funny thing is is that um so CASA in 2018 had different weight classes than the international ones so i qualified for the arnold so if you qualify for the arnold as a middleweight in canada which is under 150 you automatically cut to the lightweight because that makes more sense but um strongman corp said no we're no longer doing that if you're 140 you're in the middleweight which means under 180. so i was told a month out from worlds currently sitting at 150 pounds trying to starve myself that oh you'll be middleweight in uh at the arnold three months from now i'm like what and that's the problem with initially with strongman was that the rules changed like that like the rules could change like in two days like there's just rule changes everywhere so to try and set up your season to get hit a goal like a pro card or something that was impossible because like oh weight change weight uh, class change oh this is this rule now oh now there's this rule and no fault of anyway yeah yeah, so I'm not trying to criticize, just that's how it was. And so no. you're like, crap, I need to be a middleweight. Well, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have done worlds. Like, are you kidding me? I'm gonna be 140 in December and I have to be 180 in March. Like, are you kidding me? So that's well, why that's that fifth that, yeah, so that's why that fifth place at the Arnold is 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 everyone's like, oh, fifth place. I'm like, I was a lightweight like three months before, and I was only notified four months before. I had no idea what I was doing. Are you kidding me? Anyway, so yeah. so that's why and then I, at that point, it was good because I was sitting in the bath and telling my coach, like, I can't cut to lightweight again. Like, I will literally die. This is not happening again. Like, my kitties, I can feel them shutting down. No. So it was good that I went to middleweight because then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm getting fat. I'm middleweight now. Like, it is what it is. You so then what? I was like, well, I'm going to push it. And then so, but the USS has different weight classes, right? So 
with that one, I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna get fat. But uh, I'm trying to push that boundary and trying to get to 200, but it's just not working. I keep losing weight, so I try. I don't know. Well, it's your genetics, right? And this is what I talk about. Um, Joe Rogan talks a lot about in his podcast with like boxing. I mean, things change, like you said. But when I was younger, when I was bodybuilding, I was really into boxing. And the problem was, is that like even when I was, people never believe me, but I pictures. So I was like a size uh, four or six, and I'm five nine, almost six feet. And I was 170 pounds and I was pretty cut. And that's not like, you know, before the competition when you, you know, cut 30 in water, right? So I'm just saying like, you know, in that time frame. And they were like, you got to be 130. I'm like, that's never going to fucking happen. Like, you're stupid. I have thick bones, bone density. And so I was just not, I just became demotivated because I was like, I'm not going to kill myself. I just, it was just what, I've always been more into long-term health and long-term longevity sport versus like, superficial looks so then I was like I was like ah eh. um and this is way this is like 10 years ago before I knew about strong men any of these things um and now you know with these sports I feel like what I like about strong men is that you can kind of fluctuate like that and I and yeah. you know because it's not healthy right like I mean like I, said, yeah. I love bodybuilding I respect it I and I, I respect anybody has that level of discipline but I just think it's like when you're fighting someone's genetics like you you've seen boxers and people who've cut where it's like you know they're sickly like that that's too yeah. small for them and so I think, you know, at the end of the day, it should be around, should also be about the length of time you've competed and trained in the sport. Like, so it's more of a fair competition versus like your weight. Cause I feel like, you know, yeah, I have a bit of a range, but it's, you know what I mean? Like the range should be maybe a little bit smaller, like, you know, 150 to 180, not 140, 180. Cause I feel like that's a, like, a, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I think yeah. there's like a slightly better way to handle it, but I, I think like- Well, there is in USS, they have smaller weight classes. Like in USS is completely different. So there's smaller okay. weight classes, there are ones. So you'd like that better. Um, I mean, the the diff- like I like I like the three weight classes because it's uncomplicated and not like powerlifting. Um, mm-hmm. But USS is different weight classes for those who do. Well, I like that's not complicated too, but I'm just saying like, you shouldn't like, I I'm not even shitting you when I got weighed before my kid I was and I and I was wearing size 14 16 and I was 300 pounds most women that weigh 300 pounds aren't fit no I know for sure so so like when I saw the scale because I had weighed myself in like a year and a half I was like like you know what I mean I was like like, there's no way it's broken like I was like what um but then when I saw that I was like well shit I guess I'm not a middleweight fan I was like (laughs) They're like, oh, what's your weight? I'm like, I don't even need to know. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Don't tell me. I don't need to know. It's going to mess with my head too much. Um, so I was just like, well, if I have to get down to like like half of this, like, then I was like, okay. All right. So then I was just like, hey, I want to now just perform my best to be like, you know, have good cardio yeah. and endurance. And I was like, screw the weight. At this point, fuck it. Unless I'm like, you know, going to a competition where I do have to cut or something like that. But I was just like, you know what? Screw it. So I like with you. Like, I like the simplicity of you. But I'm just saying sometimes, like for certain people, I feel like it's an unfair advantage. Because some people- Oh, 100%. Know, when we're talking about genetics, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you're naturally a lightweight. So it's like, if you do weigh more, if you go against the heavyweights, like a really fit as fuck heavyweight, <laughs> I mean, whatever, you have a fight, you're, I don't know what I'm saying, you're insanely strong, so you'll kick their ass, you kick my ass, I don't know, I don't, this is like, you guys, I'm like new to the sport, so like, I'm, I'm learning as I'm doing these podcasts with all these numbers, so uh, if I sound like a dumbass sometimes, I'm not, you know why, so anyways, no, you're doing uh, good, all right, okay, because I, because I'm trying to, it's a lot, it's complicated, 
And there's a lot there's of so, too many rules. Like it's not rules. That's a lie. There's no rules. That's what's beautiful about it. But as far as like trying to figure out the associations and, and like, I don't, it took me six years to figure it out. And then they keep changing and the rules keep changing. And then the associations change their weight classes. And then it's like, I don't even know what's going on. So yeah, it's everybody. No one knows what's going on. Oh yeah. By the way, I noticed like powerlifting attracts like very like um, orderly type of people. And then strong. And then there's us. Freak <laughs> rebels. And then there's us. Like, and like, hmm, how far can I bend the world without getting arrested? You know, it's COVID. Oh, 100%. Like, we do that all the time. Like, rule number one is don't ask any questions in the rules meeting. Because if they didn't say you couldn't do it, you can do it. Don't give them a suggestion of to make a rule, you know? Right. Always that one person that you just want to just... <laughs> Sometimes anyways. I go stand behind that person. I'm like, shh. And I'm like, do you say something? And I I've definitely done that in a rules meeting before. And everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. No. <laughs> like, Someone up. with eyeballs, like a little creepy, like, dude coming out of a bush, like. Yeah, just like. Hovering around a chair. Oh, what's that freaking movie? This is what you're doing? This is what I want you to do. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that in years. I love that. Oh, <laughs> My parents neglected me. I watched a lot of movies. So anyway, <laughs> it's like, you're not normal at all. I'm like, I wasn't lost. It's okay. Um, so, <laughs> um, so uh, what made you, no, I already asked you that. You add to that. You, you know, she's, she's so smart. I don't have to ask a question. She asked it for me. Um, so this is actually ties, everything we talked about ties into this one. Um, what do you recommend to help new listeners to, uh, you know, get them into the sport safely, you know, in a kind of financially friendly manner um, and explore strength sports if they aren't sure what they want to do, you know, if they want to do it professionally or which one they want to do specifically. Like when we're talking like strongman versus powerlifting, Olympic lifting, CrossFit, blah, blah, you know? Oh, absolutely. I That was my biggest pet peeve starting out is that I knew nothing. I knew no one. I had no equipment and it was so hard to get in. Like if you don't like it, it used, it still is like, I get a little bit, I guess, but like, if you don't have, you aren't in the right, like Facebook groups, you're not, you're not going to find shows. The shows aren't on the internet. Like you just, you literally have to know people. And it's so frustrating because it's so hard. I mean, now it's better, especially with the States and everything, but it's just like powerlifting again, I couldn't get into because I didn't know anybody and I don't know the rules. So I, I don't know. I just honestly find a gym or find people or reach out to people like Instagram's out there now, like just reach out to people. I've, I've had people reach out to me like, Hey, like I want to be a power lifter. And honestly, I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know nothing about powerlifting. Like I got kicked off the platform. I don't know shit, but here's <laughs> who I know. Like you talk to this person, talk to that person. And I will literally give you as much information as I could throw at you because it's like, I totally get it. I've been there. And there's um like, I like people want to train with me. Like, no problem. Come on out. Well, you know, like I'll teach you what I know and, and like, no, you know, no charging or anything, but like, just to get into sport, like here's other people. Let me introduce you to this person. Let me introduce you to that person. Like here are all the competitions coming up. Here's, you know, the people you should be talking to or this or that. So it's just reaching out to those sorts of people. And I think Instagram's a really big one because you can kind of get on there. And then most, most of the strong women, in fact, the, nearly all the strong women I, I know are fantastic. Like you can just reach out to them and be like, Hey, I want to get into the sport. How do I do it? Then honestly, like Rihanna Lovelace, Donna Moore, all of them will respond with, to you and they'll be super nice about it. Like, um, and we're all pretty easygoing. So, or you can, because Googling just doesn't work with strong men. It really is awful. It doesn't. Like when I was trying to figure out how to compete in different provinces yeah. for Highland Games. And um, yeah, like, 
I'm actually interviewing her for the show too, but she started uh, what's it called? It's like a map for strongman. But anyways, like this, it's relatively new. So yeah, with Highland Games, I still to this day cannot find things, and I like all cool. I, I'll just like go through suggestions on Instagram. But it's like you said, if you're adding people, even on Facebook, then it usually it's like you look at their mutual friends. You can kind of creep right. the profile a bit. And people have been pretty cool. Like people sent me a friend request and I'll creep them. And I'm like, okay, fine. We can friends. Let's just, we were both do strongman, whatever. And then you end up making really cool friends. Um, right. So yeah, that's the only way, like you said, otherwise you won't, just won't find it. But um, just so you guys know, we are creating like a resource directory. Um, our sponsors are going to be listed on, but also I'm going to have um, a list of coaches, trainers, events in the area. You know, it's not always going to be the most up to date because I have to be on it all the time, but at least there'll be a pretty good solid foundation. And then if you guys want to submit posts, um, you know, athlete buys and have a page for that too, just for your own representation. So the goal is to build our, our uh, podcast website to just be like a ginormous platform of resource for That's women awesome. and strength sports. And there are, like she said, Alyssa, that there's tons of Facebook groups, which you do have to find them. And the nice thing about this is they'll just send you in the right direction for whatever sport you're going to get into. Yeah. So I hope to have that up along with a merch store by uh, March. But in the meantime, you know, if you want to send the questions um, to Alyssa, you can always reach out to her on um, Instagram that we have our Ask the Panda segment is in a month. Her and uh, our, our guest earlier this month, um, Sam Elevo, is going to be on there. So you guys can ask your questions from, from stuff to stuff, some of the stuff we talked about today are totally new questions, things, whatever. It's going to be live. Um, and then uh, we also give away um, gifts from our sponsors at the end of that too for tuning in. So I highly recommend that. Um, yeah. So you're a vet, which is really, really cool. And um, that's, I think that's really cool. But what I'm more curious about, those kind of linear things make sense to me, like, you know what I mean? But it's kind of funny because you, you're a vet, but you're a hunter, you know? Um, I like I like that you're the queen of oxymorons here. It's great. Ta-da. Oh, I, I'm As there's a dog in her lap. Oh, I don't hunt dogs. Here comes some bleeding. Oh, you poor deer, you know? Um, so... I'm curious then, because you're you like that. Um, why didn't you get into Olympic lifting, right? Like Olympic weightlifting or CrossFit? Cool. I love I love. Well, the I'm a I'm a oh gosh, you know. Well, so I wanted to get into CrossFit originally, like way way back when, when I was like younger, like teenager, and like CrossFit's stupid expensive. Like I couldn't afford it. I was like, like no, I'm like I can't afford that crap. Um, so I never got into CrossFit, which was probably a good thing. Um, and then uh, oh, Olympic lifting. So. Because again, I had to find a coach to help me with Olympic lifting. I couldn't find a freaking powerlifting coach. I was never going to find an Olympic lifting coach to help me. Like I, that's, that was the problem is that, you know, I, I, you know, I was a young, lightweight woman. Like no one takes you seriously. They're like, go away. You know, like in, in strongman for a lot of years, unless you're a heavyweight, you're a nobody, you know? So, and in some cases it's still like that, but it's like, no one would give me the time of day. So then I go to strongman and I'd be like, I don't need a coach. I got started strongman. They have YouTube videos. So I learned everything off of YouTube. I learned how to squat off of YouTube. Yeah. I learned how to deadlift off of YouTube. Yeah. I learned all that on my own. And then I went to strongman comp and they were welcoming and awesome. And then, so when I got better at strongman, I hired, and that's how I met my coach, Colin. Uh, I was like, you need to teach me Olympic lifting. Like try. And we tried for a year and he's like, you know what? This isn't for you. <laughs> you need to stop. He was kind about it, but it's like, no, like I, I don't. Olympic lifting is so, so technical. And I understand why kids started at a really young age. It's so oh, yeah, technical. Oh, yeah, that body form. Like, it's... Right? Like, like, and I just wanted it to supplement my... Yeah, I just wanted to supplement my strongman. Like, I didn't want to be, like, full-on Olympic lifter. And, like, I I suck at it. It's awful. 
I like I just a good thing we don't need to do any cleans other than like axles because it's like I it's I'm garbage yeah. so I just I, I stopped and then I was like no enough is enough like I'm gonna go back to straw men but that's the problem I lived out in St. Paul Alberta in the middle of nowhere um and there was no resources I thought thank goodness I found Colin in St. Paul and I honestly he turned out to be the, mo the most amazing coach ever and the only yeah. person I coach with and the only person I trust but I was I was just I just assumed that St. Paul didn't have anything and I tried to find powerlifting coaches I I there's several occasions I drove two hours to a gym and they would say oh I'm sorry like not for you you're not for me or like they would stand me up or whatnot it took me it took me three or four years before I could find enough people where I was like oh like there actually is a community it's not just me lifting by myself well, and going to these clubs I think it's important, not to interrupt you, but I think it's important that you said that because I feel like for me, I thought, oh, it's because I'm a loser. You know, like I like that's actually a very common yeah. oh, any woman to be deterred from that because it's like it's really easy to become discouraged in that sense. And just like you, it's like I was like, what's a yoke? And then I look up yoke and sometimes you can find things that like figure out what the name was. Yeah. And then yeah. you know, just like rabbit tunnel. And then I'd try to make notes and I'd be like at the gym watching in between sets and trying yes. to figure it out on my phone, fall a little on YouTube. Right. Um and if I could do that because I can stream it, I would download it and uh get in trouble and get kicked out for renting and you know, like I seriously want to do what Eddie Hall did and go and like if anybody wants to do this to me, I'm fucking down, okay? Um, just if you want to film, I, let's go to Planet Fitness and get kicked out. Like, I right? really want to do that. Like, ugh, ugh. And so the good thing about having a baby is that I've trained at night in my home gym and I can't smash shit because I wake them up. So I can't drop it. I used to love home right. Bam! Um, so now I just be like, ooh, down and up and down. <laughs> like slow motion and go down and down. And someone I'm like pushing like for one rep, I'm like, like and I'm going down, you know, nose bleed. And then I'm like, I'm like, what I did it. And then I hear, eh, and I'm like, fuck. And then I walk downstairs and be like, shh. And I go like a little fucking weirdo by myself. So, anyways. But it can be very isolating, though. Like, honestly, you think. very isolating. Like, you, you very much think that, like. Right. Like, well, like you're just like, I'm out here by myself lifting. And then, you know, yeah. and then the thing is, too, is I was out in the middle of nowhere. So it's not like, oh, I you know, just go to my strawman gym and oh, hang out with the people and find the people like it was just. Um, and as far as women, like the first show I went to, there was four women and the provincials in 2016, there was three of us. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't I don't know who to ask for help, you know. Um, and most of the girls just, are like, I don't know. Ask one of the boys. <laughs> right like and it's not that the strongman community isn't wonderful and warm and like honestly when i went to that first comp i was like no i'm gonna stick with this because literally like leaf was like come on do do this comp and i said i'll only do it if people don't laugh at me and i learned so much it was wonderful it wasn't because of that it's just because it was so you know, like it's so niche at the time and so yeah. what i want to say is now is far better like honestly all you have to do is go on instagram find some strong women like even if like it's through Anna Loveless over in in UK and just be like hey I want to get into it and be like where are you like I'll hit you up with this person or that person like it's so much easier now not only that there's a ton of coaches out there that you can find you have resources like this I just really wish that I had this back then because yeah. I feel like I could have I could have improved so much faster I le I learned everything the wrong way and then had to be retaught like and, oh, I, yeah. and my boyfriend wow like he he was back like I actually knew him 
for years and years and years because um, you know, we've been competing at this for a long time. And he said the same thing. He says technique where was a big issue. So when I, we're kind of helping out uh, with like log and uh, circus dumbbell technique, he's like, well, we all learned it wrong and then had to learn it right. So we're all really passionate when a new person comes into the gym, but like, please learn it right because we just want you to learn from us. So that's why a lot yeah, of us, when you come to strong gym, they're like, yeah, like, please, like, we'll help yeah. you. Like, like when it's not like, oh, we think we're better than you. It's like, no, yeah. we want you to to have the resources that we didn't have. When we yeah, don't be defensive. Like, I mean, like, it's not like when you're a commercial gym. Like, if some guy came up to me, I'd be like, what the fuck do you know about strongman? Right. You're a bodybuilder. Get out of my face. Not hating, because there's some people like, you know, like us who right. bodybuild and do it. But I'm, you you guys know who I'm talking about, the Garys. Everyone knows, right, Jessica Fizzin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we all, we've all experienced the Gary. <laughs> the Gary self-help group, you know, from Gary Recovery sure. Trauma. Um, but no, for sure, like, yeah, um, take take the help, take the resources. Like, don't put yourself through unnecessarily struggle. You're not any cooler for it. Like, that's where part you got to drop your ego. Like, I right. think that's for me when I was, um, I was trying to act cool and tough because I was in a new listing gym. And then I had to just humble myself and then uh, take the advice. And, and then I made great friends from it. So, you know, I mean, they couldn't help me with like, you know, movements that, you know, like Atlas don't because like a lot for the people that weren't strong, man. But for the strong, man, it's so, well, my point is like, like you, you have to let go of this whole thing of trying to be perfect right away or like being super strong right away. If you're going to learn and, and, and not have crappy habits or get hurt, you just have to be humble and be willing to feel stupid, you know, while you're learning. That's okay. Yeah, most, most strong men won't like yeah most strong will like approach you on like instagram and be like hey that's stupid because if they do that they're stupid but like a lot of people like you come into like for instance you come into one of the strongman gyms and they see you with a strongman equipment all strong people are like fresh meat like we must you know we must put you in our circle we must help you we must show you come to these shows like it's we're literally like we're like oh my god one of us like it's not so much like oh we're here to like critique you we're here to be like oh my god hi like like a, we're we're the labrador retriever or like the golden retrievers of the freaking strength world like oh my god what of us come on over like that's what we're like it's not so much that we're trying to like tell you what to do it's like here let me teach you all the things that you should like i shouldn't have done or what i love to. it i love it because it's so there's not a ton of people in my gym because i'm from antubu um that when i see a girl i'm like oh, like you said fresh meat and you're talking right? about making me want chicken i have chicken breast right, in right now oh i'm gonna have i was just snacks. thinking about snacks actually <laughs> <laughs> really funny. so we're both looking around as you flex you're like i want to sneak in one of those bars hold on i want to sneak in my butt mine's a little small i just started again so anyways uh, <laughs> like popeye <laughs> wait that's you're just all like not even trying to like uh, 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 I'm just like snacks I want snacks uh, stop it I'm on a diet um, so yeah because I have those panda jeans people I don't eat ice cream assholes or pop okay so anyways uh, so how can female athletes um, not just achieve success in these sports but how do you think it can change their lives personally and professionally like you talked about how it helped you but uh for the others out there. I don't know. I think a lot of us who get into strength sports use it as like a coping mechanism. <laughs> I think that's like something that people don't talk about. I think we're all a little crazy. And I think it's just for a lot of us, we use it as a coping mechanism. Well, either, either we're like, we're all nuts. We're all a little crazy. So then we're just like, oh, one of us, cool. Um, but not only that, it's like, you know, life's stressful and awful. So then you just go to the gym yeah. and not feel awful about it. Like I can't, I can't go to work and swear at people. So I go to the gym and just let out my aggression. <laughs> So, I mean, that that's really nice, I guess. But um, 
I mean, being successful, I don't know. It just depends on what success means to them. Like a lot of people, if they're, you know, I talk to a lot of people like, oh, this is fun. I have a fun way to work out where it doesn't, I don't feel awful in the gym and I can come here and hide social and hang out with my friends and get a good workout in that's success. I don't know. So if, if and if you want to yeah. push the sport further then fine, there's all sorts of avenues to do that. And nice thing about strongman, there's no one avenue, right? So you got strongman corp, USS, you know, you've got your independence, you've got cast and all this kind of stuff. You can kind of go whichever way you want, you know, if one, federation doesn't like you screw you we'll go to the next one you know um but i mean it just depends on what you're calling success i think what i didn't know initially in strongman was i thought and i think so there's been some recent controversy about it too so we'll kind of glaze over that but um people think that their lists are going to speak for themselves so like oh i won nationals or i won this so therefore people should know who I am and invite me, right? Well, that doesn't work that way. Um, you have to promote yourself. And I hate it. Everybody else hates it. But unfortunately, if you're more popular on social media, more active, you're more likely to get invited to shows. And does that suck? I don't know. It's just what it is. Like, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just what it is. If you're well, I get again, it. So, like, you know, if you want sponsors and they're paying for products, right? And they're like, it's not cheap people. Okay. No. As a business owner. And like, I, and I and not that I need the hype from the crowd. I actually like when it's quiet because I can focus better. But um, it's like if you're doing all of this work and there's no one around, it sucks for the athletes because it is motivation, but also for the, right. the sponsors who are trying to make money. So if we want sponsors to keep sponsoring us and we want our sport taken seriously, like, you know, if you were an Olympic right. athlete and anything else and you want to have athlete grants and funding because it isn't funded, right? Mm-hmm. And once you get to elite level, if you want that to happen, then you need to take it seriously. And it's a brand at the end of the day, even if you're building yeah. a career as a vet, right? At the end of the day, you you are a brand. Whether or not you like it in this modern economy, you have to do it. So it's like, um, there is people who, like you said, shy away from that. And then then you, with powerlifting, there's nothing to do with that, right? Like there's respect to sports we show, but with Strongman, it is very much like about trending. I mean, cool, like yeah. Eddie Hall, what makes him unique is he's got a very, he actually looks and acts just like my little brother. It's freakish. My little brother was a little weirdo when we were kids. He would just like fucking walk by a car and set off alarms and like deadlift it with one fucking arm. He would just well, but like, I think, just, I can't but get even with strongman though. though, people don't understand it's still a performance sport. In powerlifting, if you lift, you know, 900 pounds is 900 pounds. If someone lifts, you know, 850 pounds, that's not as much, right? So, of course, your lifts speak a little, I mean, I don't know powerlifting, so maybe I shouldn't speak on it, a little bit more for themselves. In Strongman, yeah, you do have personalities like Eddie Hall, they know they're his personality, and then you have, you know, you have Thor and his personality, and Martins, and these kind of characters, right? So, and I think that I didn't realize this initially, and I know um, there's some um, controversy online right now about some of the stuff that was going on about, like, girls featured at, at Barbend or whatever, and it's just like, well, yeah. I mean if you're like and a lot of people branding like my list should speak for themselves my titles should speak for themselves yeah i get it i do but you're right i like i'm glad that you spoke on that because a lot of people don't get that it's still at the end of the day about sponsors about making money and i don't claim to be it's great at anything strongman equipment no. and custom equipment and you know yeah. you want me to put on a show for you and right. and people understand because i've like hosted so many shows and produced things like I know whether it's a theater show, strongman. I know how much fucking money it costs to rent a venue, yeah. to get insurance, to get your equipment. I don't care if it's strongman equipment or it's fucking theater equipment. It costs the same. Yeah. I'm telling you, wood mm-hmm. and and wood and wood and metal is was wood and metal. And right. like for me to walk into a show to not be an absolute shit show to charge twenty bucks a head, 
um, and, and people don't even want to pay that most time. Right. You know, I have to spend a good 10K to 15K. Yeah. That's not even paying performers, right? Well, that's like, yeah. that's just like covering your basic minimum cost, like a techie. So people will be like, well, I don't have a photographer or videographer. Well, she didn't free, bro. And then it's right. like, people are like, well, well, like, well, we'll DM, we'll share. I'm like, but do you though? A lot of people yeah. say they do. That's why like, you know, place like Popeye say you have to follow all these people tag to win. And it's like, I, I just say, it's like, if you want people to give a shit, then put it up, put it out there. Like, I don't care that my list aren't as strong as some other one, because I know what I've had to physically, when I had my yes. first kid, and I talk about it all the time, it's not because I want sympathy, because I want women to see it's fucking possible. It's like, I was crawling on all fours. I had permanent spine and nerve damage. I couldn't feel my pelvis floor at all. Zero zilch. It took me like three years to get to that strongman point to my first competition. And right. here I am again, having a C-section and I'm fucking pain and like yeah. I'm in pain right now and I'm making yeah. it work and I'm doing what I got to do. And it's like, I want women who had kids to be in the sport. I want more women to be in the sport. So it's like, how am I going to make that happen? Well, I have to create content. Right. And it's like, yeah. no, I don't have the biggest list right now. Cause I've, I haven't been listening for like a year, but like, you know, anything heavy, cause you shouldn't when you're pregnant. It's not smart. Right. Um, some people can, but I, I, I've, you know, you listen to your body. Um, so anywho, like, yeah, you got, you got to put it out there. And I think like, that's how you're going to get more people uh, to stay in the sport, to get involved in the sport. And it helps you in the end of the day, because you find out about, like I said, where other competitions are and help, help yeah. another female, even if you don't stay in it for a long time, or you don't get really serious about it. So I just think like, for me, I actually find that a pet peeve is like, when people don't like, um, help hype of event coming up. You know what I mean, like, we're all in this together. We're family, we're community, like, you know what I mean? Like you said, no one's going to ever be an, well, I shouldn't say no, but they're in a very rare chance going to be a dink if you like reached out to them and was like, right. can you help me, master? Um, right. I think the success, like you just said, is putting yourself out there, believing in yourself, be humble, ask for help, take right. criticism with positive and improve. And then someone's being a douche, just ignore it. And if somebody doesn't like you, don't let it um, kill you. You know what I mean? There'll probably be people who'll be like, she's just fat. I don't care. Think what you think. Mm -hmm. I know what I know what I fucking need. I know what I do in the gym. I don't really give a shit. Um, right. You know what I mean? Just like you know, own it and uh, whatever happens, happens. And the nice thing is, it's the longevity sport, right? Like it doesn't happen to happen one day. You know, don't compare yourself. Just live. You know, do you? It's it's a positive thing. Like there's no loss. Yeah. It's a positive thing. You know. Um, Absolutely. So I'm curious when when it comes to strongman, like in closing, what uh, and policy, what are your some of your favorite events? Um, I know what you talked about with certain lifts that were your strongest, but uh, what's your favorite lift? Like for me, I, I like farmer's carry, but I love, I love yoke. Um, I love logs, man. I love log press. I really want to try things like um, the Viking press and stuff I haven't seen out yet, but yeah. oh, in the Conan, the Conan, it's called Conan, right? I fucking hate the Conan's wheel. I hate oh, it, I hate it. it. Is it hard? It looks so hard. It looks like. Not fun. Stupid. Yeah. It's like a zerker, but like if you were trying to do a zerker, while pushing a wall at the same time. Right? It's awful. I mean, deadlift is my favorite. Um, I don't know. Dead, I loved overhead. Like, I do like static lifts, and, and maybe that's why powerlifting is kind of fun is because it's static, because I, I don't move well. And the reason I think I don't move well is because I just overthink it, right? So I'm like, okay, the weight is this much. Okay, I'm just... I'm just um. I'm just a slow, methodical lifter. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are like, oh, your deadlift's slow. I'm like, my deadlift's always slow. You know what I mean? They're like, 
you know, and like, even my circus dumbbell, like it's, it's explosive, but everything's just ca- calculated and cool. Like I don't get emotional when I lift, I have to calm myself down. So I, I don't know, like, I, I like the static lifts for that reason. Cause I can just be like, it's not supposed to be fast and running all over the place. When I get farmers, I'm just like, oh crap. Right. Like after we do the farmers walk, I'm like, oh, right. I'm supposed to be going fast. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm not built for speed. I'm just, I don't think that fast. I want to just be able to kind of go through the movement and not race around like crazy, but I don't just me but um yeah I, I like the static lifts deadlifts is my favorite for sure I think one of my favorite lifts was uh USS Perlman's Worlds I went to go for the world record and I fell on my face it's the funniest video ever I think that's my like favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> you just said that to me you just put it as a fucking blooper oh you oh. should though oh it's so funny okay so here's what happened so Duberville in 2019 they had a deadlift event it was supposed to be a 500 pound car deadlift for reps so I was ready I was so excited I come to and the car is so freaking light and I'm going to be wearing a suit I'm like you need to make it heavier I'm sorry you need to make it heavier like okay so it's they like loaded up so like it's 600 pounds i'm like i lift it i'm like that's not 600 pounds it's stupid light like make it heavier i don't want to do 18,000 lifts like no so it was like 600 pounds and then i think i did 19 i did 19 passed out <laughs> and but and it was funny it was pretty awesome and so i'm in a suit right so i pass out i'm in a suit so the car is here and then the crowd is here and then they drag me over here so it's a master's women's competition so my my buddy scott uh drags me over and i'm stuck in my suit so i'm passed out and then there's like three big masters men so i'm pulling on my arms some pulling my legs i'm just flopping around like a fish just passed right out so i don't even know what happens i get told this story afterwards i'm like no one filmed that they're like no and i'm like i will never know what happened i was not there so angry i was like no one filmed that that'd be hilarious why why so then month later uss Proman's worlds i'm like okay so here's what here's what happens okay so that'd be cool here okay so it's a max it's a great raise uh raising rising bar deadlift ladder okay so we do our log and then goes on to deadlift okay so the b- biggest deadlift of the day was 555 so I, I do 500 i do my 555 lift so me and um melissa edwards both do that one so it's only her and i left in the whole competition right so then they you have to call your next lift so i said well 585 i think i definitely have that in me today and then melissa's like i want 600 and i'm like cool and then like okay and like go and i'm like no like I've had 30 seconds off for my last lift. Of course, it's that strong men though. It's rising bar. That's what you do. And I was like, no. And I, I'm like, if that's the case, I want to go down and wait. Well, like, that's not the rules. You can't do that. I'm like, I didn't know I was getting 30 seconds. And it's like, okay, well, so you get enough time, it goes to get my water and come back. So I get a minute, 30 seconds, which is not enough. So then I try and I just, ah, I, I was so close. I know I had it if I had more rest time. And I refuse to give up. So I'm, I'm lifting this. And it looks in the video like I pass out. I don't pass out at any point. So again, I used to ride horses. When you fall off a horse, you go limp noodle. You just and go limp noodle and then you, you tootle off the horse, right? So I'm deadlifting up, right? And I'm and I'm all of a sudden I have my balance and I'm like, uh-oh, I'm gonna fall backwards. And all I could think of was, okay, so make sure the bar hits your femurs because those are easier to fix than pelvis. That was that's all I could think of. And so then I, and I, I reach back and all of a sudden I, I feel the back spotter. I'm like, oh crap, I have a back spotter. So like I would do this off the back spotter, bounce myself off the back spotter. And I'm like, oh yay. And then limp noodle. So I limp noodle it down. And then you can see him on the ground laughing while well, I'm laughing because I'm like, great, I didn't break my femurs because I thought it was going to go over backwards. So everyone's like, oh my God. And then like, oh, of course in the, so it was, po- it was went viral for a little bit and everybody on the comments was like, that's not safe. And why didn't anybody help her? And I'm like, first of all, no one helped me. Like who's going to stop 500 pounds going that fast? Like, come on, stop. Yeah, and then the second one is like, 
Yeah, I know. And the second one is like, oh, like you shouldn't be doing that. That's not safe. And I'm like, dude, I've fallen off of horses going full speed. This was a cakewalk. I fell from standing. I've yeah, never been drunk. We do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's, I fell from standing. Calm down. Everyone's like, oh, the figure eights are the problem. I said, the figure eights prevented the bar from rolling over me. It really was best case scenario. I didn't get hurt at all. It was fine. Everyone's yeah, like, passed yeah, out. I'm like, no, I limp noodled. Like, anyway. Limp but anyway, noodled. that's probably my favorite list. Listen, I always tell people, I like to give, okay, so like my um, older brother and older sister are half Chinese because they have a Chinese dad. So we always like ate Chinese food and talked in Chinese accents. So like I would, we call them the spicy noodle massage. Um, so I give like my family a massage and like, oh, that's the squishy noodles. You know, um, no, I haven't done anything squishy noodle. I think of that as well as ramen noodles. Oh my God. Listen. I really want to be a fat kid when I retire. Um, and the Me first too. thing I'm going to do is just eat fucking ramen every day until I hate it, which I'm pretty sure is impossible because people still eat ramen <laughs> their whole lives. So I'm just going to eat ramen. What do you plan to do when you're um, old? I don't know. Just be like fat and eat food because I broke everything from sports. Like um, when I was, so I had to stop riding horses because I, I was barrel riding. I, was, I used to do stunt riding yeah. and I was riding it backwards and it was the second round. That's my hip person now. And so anyways, uh, they're like, you ready for your second, um, your second goal, but the asshole wasn't listening. So when I jumped on, I wasn't fully on yet. The fucker mm. smacked him in the ass and the, the horse just bolted. And I was like, I, I had like one leg on. So I don't remember what happened. Like you, like I actually broke my helmet in half when I hit the ground. That's how hard my yeah. head hit it. And yeah. <laughs> that could explain some things people. That's good. Uh, but anyways, my foot went into the saddle. And it turned a full 360. So I like shattered my hip and like pulled all the muscles. And Mm -hmm. like it comes and goes for no reason. But like right now I'm just in like so much pain. And um, yeah, like, so like you said, it's like, I was laughing same thing. I like was doing overpress. I failed the lift. There was a bench behind me. I could have died. I could have landed on that bench. I threw it on my, my shin gave it a little dent. I was like, oh, I'm gonna barf up my chili. But then I just like laughed because I'm like, ha, it didn't kill me. Um, you know what I mean? So I'm just kind of sick like that. Like I kind of laugh and at the same time I'd probably grab the camera. I'd be like, are you okay, bro? Like I'd hug you, but I'd also still laugh. Like those moments, people, you need to capture them. Okay. Those are most Oh yeah. I told the filmer, I said, if you stop this video, I swear to God, if I live, you know, (laughs) I was like, whatever happens, do not stop filming. So yeah, it was pretty funny. Not gonna lie. It was one of my favorite ones. Oh, I was gonna say about powerlifting. Oh, that's okay. It's gone. Um, I'll ask you next time on the Ask the Panda segment. So, um, what is the what are some of the personal habits that you that you think people need to start or stop to be successful and strong, man? Sleep. I think people completely underestimate sleep, like the simple, like simple things, like like okay. So here's the thing. So I went from not so good to really good really quickly, and everyone's like, "Oh, what are you doing? What are you taking?" And I'm like, "I'm sleeping." And they're like, oh, sure, that's not enough. Look, but no, you don't understand. I would work 24-7. I was the only emergency vet. I would work 14 on, no, 12 on, two off. Yeah, 12 on, two off. When I was on, I was on 24-7. At one point, there'd be several times where we'd do 72 hours awake. You know, I'd do surgery after surgery, then do other things. So yeah, of course, my training sucked a lot. Um, everything sucked. I don't know how I functioned. I couldn't, like, we would have to close the clinic so I could shower because uh, clients were complaining that I smelled. I'm like, well, I've been up for 72 hours. When do I have to shower, you know? So, uh, yeah. So then all of a sudden I went from that to eight to five and I'm like, wow, this feels amazing. Like sleep. What is this? 
So I, 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 I strongly believe in sleep. I think sleep's extremely important, but it's just the basics. Sleep. Uh, it's so hard. Like right now, having baby, I have like four hours of sleep and like last no, night. And then even when I can sleep, every time I hear the baby to him, I'm like, oh, I can't hear him. He's dead. And if I hear him, I'm yeah. like, I need to go and rescue him. So I don't sleep. And no, um, that's hard. I fell asleep at like two and then my husband left at like 4.35 and I'm like, fuck. And because I worked out heavy last night, like three hours in the gym, I was like, ugh. And then I think I micro that. But before I had a baby, I would just like, I just like, I give my kid like a pile of food and TV. Like, here's your food, here's your TV. Now don't fucking touch me for like an hour. And I wake up and look, what do you is it? But I, I 1000% um, attribute my success to meat, eat the meat, enjoy the meat. Yes. Yeah. Well, like it's just the basics, right? And so sleep, nutrition, proper training, proper programming and form. Those are the yeah. most important things yeah. that I think the people overlooked, right? People are like, okay, I need to improve. Let's go get massage. Let's go get Cairo. Let's get cupping. Let's oh, get this. Or and I'm like, like, I'm oh yeah. Or let's just do this. Stop yeah. No. no, no. Like let's, let's think about this first. Like for me, it's like, is my sleep on point? My nutrition, it was all, if all those things are on point, I can get the sprinkles on top. Like like a massage or, you know, like something else. I can get those sprinkles on top. If you don't have the cupcake base, then what the hell do you have? Just a bunch of freaking sprinkles. <laughs> mm, sprinkles. Stop it. I have a child. I have a cabin full of delicious, naughty things. That I'm not allowed to eat. I know where they are. That sounds um, delightful. Yeah. You don't even know. Like, oh man, I still haven't had time. I need to make protein gummies. I bought all the shit to make them and all the different like shape cutouts. And I'm so excited to pay out on protein gummies because I was going to mm. buy them from the store. And I was like, that's like ridiculous. The price, like the protein balls nice. are like $3. I'm like, I can just make that with my kid as a crack. So anyways, right. yeah, so much shit. And I'm like, right now I'm like, Ooh, chocolate chips. So anyways, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you to Alyssa for being on our show today. It's fabulous having you um like reach out to her if you're in her area like i said if you're interested in any of these sports um and also if you have a pet that needs help and don't tell her she stinks you jerk and uh to learn more about our show you know please visit our website www.pandastrongpodcast.weebly.com yes it's dot weebly.com because when i published our store and all our fanciness i'm talking about then it uh you'll just see Panstorm podcast um but for now you can check out this episode and all of our past episodes they can be found on our yt channel Panstorm podcast and we will be offering canada's first all strength sports virtual strength competition this summer and virtual strength workshops from our guests this spring and they all um, have a specialization they can help you prepare with techniques and I'll be co-hosting them with them. Right now, we're offering a Wicked Deal promo on them um, for like 15% off through Eventbrite. So check that out. And you can find all of those links on our Facebook page. So look there. And uh, you can get 24 access to strength training tips, discount codes on training gear and apparel, and uh, access to our, our female strength athlete community, to our Facebook group, Strong Women of Canada. And don't forget to join us the last Sunday of every month to uh, ask our pandas on our Ask the Panda segment, your training question. And you can download and follow us on our, our Panda Strong training music playlist on Spotify to twerk it out, rock it out. I don't listen to metal, but you can shake that ass. Make sure there's uh, no children around. There's a lot of word dropping of lady parts. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> and if you're interested in being a guest on our show, where's 
everyone is. Um, all you have to do is check out our eligibility requirements on our website and application details, because otherwise I don't answer no hoes, okay? You got to send awards, people. And um, <laughs> it's all available on our website. Read it. Check it out. So thanks for listening. We love you. And please comment. Let us know what was your favorite part of uh, the show today. And uh, we uh, we can't wait to see your journey in um, your strength sport and training. Please send us videos, you know, like I said, and let us know how you're doing. We're always here to help you. Thanks for being on our show, Alyssa.